Real Talk with Jason Gouldy, Part 2, Episode 48. Welcome back, my friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets out there. Today I have another episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where zigabytes are faster than gigabytes. As always, my goal is to provide you with real-world context around technology. I'm your host, Zig Ziga. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I really appreciate you all listening. Today, we have um, the second part of a real talk with Jason Gooley. A couple episodes ago, we had part one, and our conversation was just a really in-depth, really passionate conversation, but it went kind of long. So we wanted to split it up into two parts that would make some sense. So here is part two. Once again, in this conversation with Jason, we talked about leadership, coaching, mentorship, we, we talked a lot about Metal DevOps, which is his new platform that he's launched. We talked about our time at Cisco Live uh, in the U.S. 2019. We talked about some of the Cisco certifications, some of those new ones. Um, we got a, a, a quick view of his, his new Cisco press books he's working on. We did talk about the CCDE. And then we kind of went back to some, some kind of leadership or how do, we, how do we get things done, right? So we talked about setting goals and achieving goals and prioritizing and taking action and executing. Um, we also talked about programmability. So a whole bunch of topics were rolled into these two parts. Um, again, this was a pre-recorded conversation between Jason and I. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. Let us know. And with, with all my rambling, that's going to be it. Here it is. Enjoy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my friends. Welcome back. Today, I have another discussion with my good friend, Jason Gooley. So we actually had a pretty long conversation the other day, and we decided to split it up into two, two different episodes because we had a, a more of a um, general conversation kind of around leadership and things that, that um, how to prioritize different goals in your life and whatnot. So this show is going to be all about um, what we got going on our plates. We're going to talk a little about maybe what, what Jason's got going on in his plate. So uh, enough of me kind of setting the stage. Jason, thanks again for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you again for having me. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, yeah. This is fun stuff, right? So I um, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we have some time, right? Um, so I think let, let's kind of cover down. I want to know, what are you up to? Because I know um, I got... Well, I'm going to officially say this. I got the first Metal Dev Ops swag at Cisco Live this year, a couple of weeks ago. So I was the first to get everything, even though I did um, the thing wrong. I didn't do horns, right? I did that instead. Yeah, I did, that's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm going to learn, right? So, um, but how's Metal Dev Ops going? What's your vision for it? Let's let's start there. So it's it's so awesome. Um and I'm so glad that, that you were we we were able to sync up, and I got you all that stuff. And so the funny thing is, I guess we should start where where it began, right? Yeah. Um, I, w- I was doing this interview, and right prior to doing the interview, this was in Barcelona, Spain, in January. No, Feb- January, February. We're for Cisco Live, Barcelona. And uh, David Bomble was out there doing doing. Uh, he wanted to do an interview, and I was standing there. I was talking to Stuart Clark. And he was from DevNet, Sue Clark from DevNet, or Big Evil Beard if, on Twitter. If you haven't, if you haven't followed him, you need to. He's a great, He's a great, great guy. person. Do it. And uh, we're standing there talking, and, and David said, you know, Jason, you know, a lot of people are asking, where's your, where's your website? Where's your blog? Where's your YouTube channel? And, and I don't have one. And I kind of explained to him one of the things that I used to have a blog. <laughs> uh, and so 
I, I used to have a blog and it was, don't laugh. It was Cisco CCIE.expert. Okay? Perfect. And, and the funny thing about that was, the funny thing about that was, um, I, I, I've been working on with learning at Cisco on the CCIEs for, since version five for I mean, before I even started Cisco. So over six years ago, seven years ago now, working on all these different different uh, components to CCIE. And because of that, I had an NDA where I couldn't talk or blog about routing and switching. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, great. So I passed my service provider uh, 2015. So I'm like, okay, I passed it 2015. I'm going to write a blog about my journey to service provider. Funny enough, some of the topics are very important to each other, right? So, all right, well, that's going to be my path, right? Well, at the same time, I became uh, a social media ambassador for Cisco, which was awesome. So I, I was always active on social media. I've been for a long, long time. And, and I was tweeting for Cisco and doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And one, one day, I got a cease and desist letter from legal from Cisco. <laughs> and I read this. I couldn't believe it. I read this letter and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It says, it says uh, you know, you can't own a domain that says Cisco in it. You can't own a domain that says CCIE on it. You have to change your Twitter handle from at CCIE38759 to something else. And any efforts to not do this would potentially lead to legal action. Wow. And I'm like, I work for Cisco. Like, what? What? <laughs> but I think I was I was so vocal with what I was doing, being a social media ambassador, that it it, it drew, drew some attention. A lot of that stuff could be automated too, as well, right? Yep. Um, exactly. But it, it made me think. And and when I was going for my CCIE, everybody who was anybody who had a Twitter handle was at CCIE, whatever there was. And I was so excited one day to get there and put my. I was like, oh, and I did it. I was like, oh, so happy. Uh, even though nobody knew who the heck you were based on your your your, your number, uh, you know, uh, I just I, I just felt like I was part of the club. I was, I, you know, I, I accomplished this. And I was so excited. So when I got that, I was like, oh, I was so bummed out. Um, well, then I'm like, well, what am I going to do with my blog? I was thinking I could have bought a different domain. Yeah. And I could have migrated everything, WordPress and all the stuff to a different domain. But it was it was it was so critical because you know, legal sent you a letter that I'm like, I'm I'm going to just shut it down like right now just shut it down so i shut it down and i took all the references of, of that blog site off of all my social media and stuff and I changed my twitter handle uh to um, at jason underscore ghoulie because I, I couldn't think of anything yeah <laughs> i couldn't think of anything else it was cooler so i just did that so then i made everything at, at jason underscore ghoulie you know and um so i did that and i never put the blog back up and and which was kind of a bummer because a lot of folks really reached out and said it, it helped them learn stuff. Like it was a lot of MPLS stuff and it, it helped some folks. And I was excited about that. And I just, so I took it down and then one thing led to another trying for, to have our, ch our children and the job roles changing and studying and, and they just, you're not back busy. Up. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> it, 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 it never went back up. And so I didn't really think about it until David said, you know, where's, Where's your blog site, your YouTube channel, your your website? And I'm, you know, I, I said I, I don't have one. And he said, Well, if, if you were to do something, what would you do? Okay, this is and we weren't recording. This was just me, him, and Stuart having a conversation. And Stuart's a big metalhead. If you if you didn't know that, you know, we, we talk all the time about metal and guitar and Dimebag Daryl and all the Pantera and Metallica and Slayer mm -hmm. and Megadeth and just all the big the big bands, the big four and just. I, we love music, you know, and uh, 
literally, I looked at Stuart and I looked back at David and I just go, Metal DevOps. <laughs> and like, it was boring. Big, it was just like out of absolute nowhere, like so new and fresh that when he asked me, okay, well, what would it be about? I was like, Metal and DevOps. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, honestly, because I've been kicking around this idea in the past about doing something to build more community, right? And I, I play a lot of guitar. I know a lot of folks in the music industry. I'm just fortunate enough to be, be you know, that I could do that and do technology at the same time. And I've been kicking around these ideas of, of you know, if I were to do something, you know, I, I want to have something to do with music because I just love music, you know? Mm -hmm. And um so I just said metal DevOps. And he goes, Oh, what does that do? Tell it. I'm like, I have no idea, right? No idea. So then fast forward, like, I don't know, not that long after that, like a, like a couple months. Hour, hour, oh, okay. Not that no. we, we moved from the DevNet zone over to the learning at Cisco uh CCIE lounge that they had set up where you could sit down in this place and get food and next, you know, next to the the booth, and you go back there and get your cool seating and, and it was quiet back there. So we went over there to do this interview. And he interviewed me and he goes, he asked me about family and my, my, my kids and the books and all this. And he said, so what's this thing I hear about metal DevOps? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, you know, and it, it kind of was like, well, I want to do something you know, around music and building a community and then also talk about technology. And that was it. It was like, it was born right then. And I, I, I got done with that whole thing. And then I, I had, I had, uh, went home and started thinking about that. I'm like, I had nothing prepared for this. Nothing. And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, I have to, I have to get all the social media handles. I have to get the website. I have to get, I mean, if I'm really going to do something, I have to, I mean, do, I have to it. go all in. <laughs> yeah. I have to do it fast before it becomes like, hmm. you know, sounds like possible. It sounds like you prioritized and you executed on something there. It was just like, all of a sudden, <laughs> like, brrr, and then I got, had all the social handles and Facebook and, the YouTube channel and, and and everything just boom done. I bought the website, threw up a website. Like it just came out of nowhere, and it was just all organic, right? And I was I was I was fortunate that um, it. I, I called a couple friends of mine who who are just really awesome in the music industry and are really really cool really cool folks. And I said, I've got this idea. <laughs> I just want to run it by you and see what you think you know and i i, I said i want to create a, a show that is metal themed because i love metal music i love all music i really do love all music i, I do um but i'm super passionate about metal and i'm like i want to create the show that's that's revolving around metal music and i want to have instead of it being just hey everybody look at me because again i said i'm not a i'm not a, hey, everybody look at me person instead of hey everybody look at me playing some guitar or, or doing something I'm sure there'll be some of that, you know, it'll be fun, but it was more, I could take the show on the road and interview people mm -hmm. right? and talk about metal music and go to all these shows and have people over to the studio and, and play, play guitars and drums and just talk about all the stuff. And maybe we'll cover a song or, and it just kind of morphed this life of its own. And, and some of these folks uh, reached out who are actually going to be guests on the show. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but <laughs> basically reached out and said, um, it's fantastic. We love the idea. Nice. And, and then the next question I had was like, do you love the idea enough to be on the show? <laughs> and all, the, nobody said no. Oh, that's awesome. Everyone said yes. Died, right. And, and they all said yes. And then I was like, 
Do you love the idea to maybe sponsor the show? <laughs> That's the third and, and it was it was not nothing financial, right? And and, and it, it kind of grew a life of its own. Like I just want if we're gonna have, if we're gonna do metal themed music stuff, I want to be able to give stuff away. Right? I'm only so, be able to yeah. give shirts away. Yeah. All this other stuff. Now I paid for out of pocket for all of that, right? You know, but that's that's the thing. Like, why, you know, if you see this microphone, I do a lot with sure microphones. Everything is everything in the entire studio is sure, all the drum mic, everything is sure, 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 sure. And so I, I called them, right? So they're actually investigating if they can sponsor the show. Nice. And they may, they may not, they, they might, they may not be transparent, right? But it was a non-monetary thing. I'm like, hey, can I give away some microphones or t-shirts or something? I don't know about actual equipment, but like, can I give away a t-shirt? And, yeah. And and uh, uh, Tama Drums is another one I've, I've reached out to. I'm waiting on a response back. They may say, hey, go get bent, you know. But uh, it, it may turn into something just to give away stuff for people who love music. And yep. it, this is what I use. This is what I love. I'm, I'm passionate about. And then you know, it, it kind of grew on a life of its own. And and I was like, well, I want to do this kickoff thing at, at Cisco Live. And I didn't even know what a kickoff was. Like, I didn't even know what I was doing, really. It's just, just like, I'm going to kick it off. I recorded a video that said, uh, I've got 100-something shirts. I'm going to – I have bumper stickers made and stickers made, laptop stickers and all this. I'm just, I just, I'm just going to give it away. And uh, I'm bringing a guitar. We're going to jam. And, uh, you know, that's it. We're going to give a bunch of stuff away. And, and if you like metal and you like – DevOps or, or technology, come by. And I, I was fortunate enough and blessed that I, I do a lot of stuff with the DevNet folks, and they have been nothing but kind to me, and Susie and her team, and Julio and Sylvia. Everybody's been fantastic to me over the years. And they gave me a spot to actually kick the show off in the DevNet zone. Oh, you know, there was a backpack challenge. They're like, come over here at the booth. We're going to we're gonna let you take over the booth, give stuff away, jam. And it was it, it like it literally just spawned a life of its own. And it was it was fantastic, right? And you know, I, I've still got some stuff coming for the episodes, but I, I we hit our 100th follower. And I say we, and, and I mentioned this on another one. Uh, I say we because I want this to be a community. It's not the Jason Gooley show. It's we are building something here, right? And we hit the hundredth follower, and it turns out the hundredth follower lives 15 miles west of me, and I live in the middle of nowhere, like an hour and a half west of Chicago, like. I live, way to, I live out in the booties. And the person who hit the 100th follower lives by me. I'm like, what? And I didn't meet him until I got to the last day of Cisco Live. Wow. I, I met the person. It's crazy. Like, And then I'm, I'm driving to Cisco Live. And Rika, I got to call out Rika, 250. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rika was the 200. I had 249 followers for Metal DevOps for the show right before I, right before I got to Cisco Live. I shared a cab with her to the hotel to drop her off the hotel and into my hotel, and she was 250. And it was just like, it's so cool, right? You, yeah. you, you, you build this community, like-minded folks, like you mentioned, who, who, who are passionate about stuff. And what I really wanted to focus on, even though it says metal DevOps, okay? I do a lot of programmability stuff. I work with the DevNet folks, and practically, can be completely honest with you, Practically the entire DevNet team is going to be on the show, right? <laughs> every, I talk to, every single person I talked to was like all about like doing it. And then they, they were like, sure. And it's just fun. And it, it, I just want it to be fun. I don't want it. I want it to be fun and entertaining, but also learning stuff. And they were like, well, what's the format going to be? And I'm like, well, metal music and technology 
even though it's development and operations, there could be a lot to that. It mm-hmm. could be one of, the, one of the episodes might be maybe. Um, <laughs> potentially. How, potentially. How wireless is important to global bands, right? Yeah. Talking to these folks, right, about how wireless is important. It, that's relevant, right? But then the other thing I was thinking is like, well, how would I stitch together, uh, you know, a metal theme show and technology? So like if we're talking about, you know, whatever, like Megadeth or something, how do I go from that directly to Docker containers? <laughs> so what I, I finally thought of was... Which, there's no segue for that. Yeah, there's no segue, there's no segue for, for that. So then I think it, it's going to be both, but then one episode will be metal themed. One episode will be technology. Themed, That's right? cool. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same sense, and it's rare, but you you run into folks who can do both. Right? Yeah. And those will be those crossover events like I don't know if you watch any of the, the, the NCIS or uh any of the Chicago mm-hmm. PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med stuff, like how they all cross over and these different shows <laughs> yeah, like Metal DevOps, how, how it all kind of stitches together and it'll be this the capability of talking about both. And that's one that I think is truly rare and special, you know. And and that, you know, all these things kind of just took on a life of its own. And and I think we're over we're over four hundred and something followers now at Dude, this that's point. Awesome. And it, it it's it's all about positivity, right? It really is. I mean, somebody tweeted a long time ago when I first created a handle. I think it was like March or something. When I first, I literally it was at the end of March. I, I created that handle. It'll say like on Twitter when it was first created in March or something. Somebody said, uh, you know, there won't ever be any other type of DevOps or, you know, like country DevOps or something like that, or pop, pop music DevOps or pop DevOps. And somebody goes, ahem, from, <laughs> from a handle that said punk DevOps. <laughs> created a handle <laughs> called punk DevOps. And I looked at that. I was like, that is awesome, yeah. right? It's all about community, you know? And, and what I, I thought long and hard, it was funny because there's, there's a, a group of uh, musicians that I'm friends with who are based out of Chicago and, they're in a Metallica tribute band. Oh, nice. They they are endorsed by Metallica, open for Metallica on the Garage Inc. tour uh, for when they played all the covers. They basically had these guys come out. Their name is Battery. Uh, Battery came out and played all of the, the Metallica songs, right? And then Metallica came out and played all the cover songs, like Turn a Page and, and all this stuff, right? And I've been friends with them since, like, early 98. I've been with the band as a production manager. I sing and play with them all the time. I, I, they're just true genuinely awesome people right and they had some original music and stuff and i'm like i need a really cool catchy riff and i was recording all kinds of stuff here at the house and uh, to do a cool catchy riff for it for the show but again i don't want it to be the jason Gooley show yeah yeah i, I got to showcase and help other people right so we went over there and for for 20 years i've i've, I've been listening to some of the original music and there was this one song just stuck out and it, it, we're gonna we're gonna have them on to do an episode and talk about it. But it's called Slow Speed. Oh, nice! And that's the Metal DevOps theme song. Dun, 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 dun. So I've been playing it with these guys for years, and finally I got over there. And I'm like, let's do something with that. So we recorded it. It was it was me on the guitar, a friend of mine, Lawrence Langley, on the drums, and my good buddy Phil M on the bass, Phil McLaughlin, and uh, we we just recorded it. And then I'm like, we need words, you know, and I recorded a whole new set of words for the song for Metal DevOps. And it's just, it, it, it hasn't been released yet because I got to re-record some of the stuff in pieces. But, and uh, 
but it's just talking about metal and it, we tie it together with DevOps and it just fits this whole thing, right? Community. And I was really struggling. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I want a tagline. I need something that really sums up what is metal DevOps. If somebody asks me, what is it other than metal and DevOps? And I kept saying community, 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 community. And what is important about DevOps and the programmability and, and skill sets that we need to use? It's talking about evolving, right? Mm-hmm. Evolving our skills. Evolving, yeah. So I, I just thought, well, community, community, evolving. And I'm like, involve and evolve. And it just hit me. Involve and evolve. Hmm. That's the tagline for Metal DevOps. Building community, evolving our skill sets, learning stuff, having fun. That was it. So I... I just kind of kept going with it, right? And, and it wasn't, this is the beautiful, this is what I, I absolutely love and cherish about this whole experience of doing this is I'm not selling anything. <laughs> I am not selling anything. There's nothing to sell. I am not selling one thing. I'm not selling uh, myself. I'm not selling anything. It's let's talk about metal music and fun and exciting stuff and talk about technology, Right. Right, you're just having a good time, man. That's it. We're having a good time. Yep. Two things I'm extremely passionate about, and let's let's let it. Let's teach. Out the let's let's provide let value it, to people. Yeah, let's let it fly. Yep. Like, sure, microphones, whether they sponsor or not, I really hope they do. But if they don't, it, it's not a Cisco thing. It's you know, it's not. But it's technology. Mm-hmm. And how that wireless and all these different things, how we look at wireless from a networking perspective, is a little bit different than how they do on stage. But the same, some of the very same concepts are very critically yeah, that'll important. That'll be interesting. So, right? so it's going to be fun. It's going to be just fun and just looking at stuff from a different angle and having fun. Yeah. And that's it. That's all it is. Nobody's selling anything. I'm not, you know, trying to get consulting contracts. I don't, you know, I don't do any of that stuff. Right. It's just being me and, and having fun. That's awesome. No, I'm all about it. And and I've definitely followed you already. Um, uh, do you want to just you. put a plug real quick uh, where they can find Metal DevOps? Before we move so, on. Great point. So metaldevops.com or at metaldevops on Everything. every social media <laughs> Everything. Um, the only thing I don't have is a LinkedIn uh, because, you know, it's not a, I don't know. I, I have it on my LinkedIn, but I don't really have a separate LinkedIn for it. But And, and the thing is, it's right. I, I'm still getting better at Instagram and trying to figure out how to, because everybody consumes differently. Mm-hmm. They do. Very much so. I love to, I'm a big Twitter, LinkedIn guy. I live on those. Um, but I'm starting to get better at, at, at Instagram. And the harder thing for me with Instagram is I have to do pointers to like the YouTube channel or to the website. So on the website, I have it where it pulls in the, all the, the YouTube channel videos right to the website. So you can just go to the website and get everything, right? And, you know, the Instagram feed and all this other stuff. But I need to be able to get better at, you know, putting out like shortcuts and, and blurbs on Instagram to bring it to, to haul it all back together. And just, just to get, you know people to understand where to go. And, and Yeah. It's like full social media. I don't use Instagram either. I haven't looked at it yet. So my wife yeah, uses I, I, it and I don't I'm, know how to use it yet. So yeah, I'm getting better at it, but I mean, that's the thing. Everything's a learning curve. And, and, and that's the other thing. It's like, uh, you know, it's, it's doing it to, to just have fun. And if it can help people along the way, that's a great, like thing. some of the stuff, like, you know, people going for their, you know, DevNet certifications or things like that might not think that wireless from a onstage perspective makes any sense but there will be stuff that does definitely appeal. Right. And I think that's the cool thing. It's just, that's my, that's my method. No, I think it's awesome. Seriously. And when, when, um, when you got your 250th follower, you didn't have any videos yet. No, there was nothing. Right. Like I want to make sure that 
You had an intro. Yeah. I think you had like a, hey, I'm creating this type of video, right? Yeah. And the video was like, the first video I ever had was like, I bought ribbons for the Cisco yes, Live Band. That's what it was. Before I even had a website, I bought these ribbons. Like, this is going to be cool. And of course, I bought the ones that are too big. So they were too wide. They're a little too big. They're not that bad, though. Yeah. They're just, you know, a, just a little. Uh, yeah. They were a little too big, but it was fun, right? And that was the video, was me opening these ribbons going, you know, <laughs> it was just my hand in the, in the ribbons. And uh, it, it it was just fun and, and exciting and doing something different to to just spread the word of metal and mm-hmm. technology. And and that's why it's like DevOps came to mind, you know, from just because we're I'm standing in a dev zone, we do all this stuff, right? But in the same sense, it was also like any technology kind of could fit into operations, right? Yeah. You know, almost any yep. technology can fit into operations and you can adapt how you might use development for a lot of that, right? You don't think that some things from a, a, a music perspective are automated. They are. There's a lot of stuff that's automated. I think it, it, it's very open. Like you can do a, a whole bunch of stuff with it. And, and I think you're going to get, I actually think you're going to a lot more people than you think that are network engineers and also metal fans. Yeah. I think I you hope so. I think you're going to get a lot. I mean, I am. And I know, I know probably five people in an industry that, that I wouldn't have thought of that are already. Yeah. You know, and it's just bringing well, people together. So that's it. You know, that is the whole purpose and, and, and to have fun. And the other thing I think is really cool and excites me is that I get to share information about music that I'm passionate about people and actual talent, like musicians and, and things like that and different aspects of the industry, record label stuff and, and wireless and, and actual local bands and radio stations that are, you can listen to from all over the world and just, if you don't know, again, it goes back to the last time. If you don't know something, you don't know what you don't know. So check it out. It might be something you might like, you know, exactly. that's cool too. I mean, that's, that's what makes it so beautiful is you, you know, you might listen for the technology piece and maybe not the metal piece or vice versa or both. Um, I love it. Or yeah, both. Yeah. Hopefully both. Hopefully both. All right. So I'm going to move on to the next topic. Sorry to cut you off there. If I did, wasn't I wasn't necessarily intentional. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, we have uh, some new books that you're you're working on. It sounds that's what I heard. Heard a little rumor. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So there, there's there's a there's a couple, uh, a few. Actually, there's a few. It's crazy. I can't believe I'm saying that. I remember when I wrote my first book. I told my wife, I will never write another book again. And then I started writing my second book. Hmm. And it was almost like. I will never go for another CCIE again. That's what I was saying. And didn't you say that too? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> then you hear some people like, I will never get another, I will never get another tattoo again. And then they're getting tattoos or something. Like it's, it's just, I don't know what it is that just keeps drawing you. I, I think you're addicted to it. Maybe. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it, it is a lot of work. Um, and a lot of it is just more so to, it goes back to that giving back. I remember when there was only those three, four books that had to help there. us through all this stuff. Yeah. Right. And, and, especially in something as new and as important as programmability and like the two programmability books, you know, although oddly one is called programming and automating Cisco networks. So that, that totally makes sense. Right. I mean, it, that's name. That's what it's named. Yep. It's, you know, kind of lines up, but the second book was the CCIE and CCDE evolving technology study guide. And if you thought about that, you wouldn't necessarily think of that being a programmability related book. Okay. And what, ended up happening with that book was that there was programmability in the evolving technologies. And I was toying with the idea uh, of writing a second edition to the first book. And it just, it didn't, it didn't 
pan out the way we wanted to. So what I ended up doing is taking the updates that I wanted to put into that book, and I put it as the, the programmability chapter for evolving technologies. And it, it included DevNet, how to get started with all this stuff. And, and that's, if I can say anything, like I'm not, I, again, you know me, I'm not a toot my own horn person, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I, I don't think I ever will be, you know. But if I can say that I have a niche for anything, or if I feel like I have a strength to help somebody, it would be helping folks who have never, ever touched programmability or automation or any of that stuff and just dipping their toe into getting started, right? It's the taking the fear and complexity away from it and then showing how to get started. And then from there, everything, I mean, your, your, your possibilities are endless because here, here's, here's an API. Here's how you spell API. Here is what API means, right? And just just totally getting started, like literally, boom, 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 boom. Here's here's some really cool stuff, and here's how you interact with an API. And then here's how you do it with this tool. Oh, well, guess what? Now we're moving on to a little bit of Python, and you explain some of that, and it just it's all congruent. It just flows. So the next thing you know, you're like, it's that same API. It's the same explanation through all these different pieces of components. So after we released that second book, another book came out with is very timely. We're we're doing the CCMP Enterprise Core certification guide for Cisco. Plus. Oh, okay. Pretty important, right? Yeah. Now. A couple of weeks ago, couldn't talk about it, right? Now you <laughs> can. Talk about it. Post Cisco Live, it's all over the place. We could talk about it. So we've been working on that for quite some time now. And I'm doing a lot of the programmability stuff as well. And it's important. So what we did was we, we started building on all these different concepts and, and now diving through Python a little bit better. Again, intro stuff, right? If you're going for a CCMP, it's for enterprise core, you're not going to be a deep dive programmability wizard or expert. That's not the reason you're going for that, right? You'll learn the basics, get started, intro. And then now, because of the advent of all the new DevNet certifications, which is, I'm so excited about it, been working on that for a long time, couldn't talk about that either, is I was also working with the Learning and Cisco team on this um, this whole new chain, you know, change in you know, uh, evolving of these certifications. Yeah, so we got we got those three things, right? So we got the new books, yeah. we got the new certifications, yep. and then we got the DevNet-related stuff, right? We got the new certifications for the just route switch, CCNA, CCMP, and then we got the DevNet thing. So we got three different new things. Yeah, well, and then that's that's the other thing. It, it, things just kind of keep evolving, right? I, <laughs> I use that word a lot, but it's like... So I, I'm working on the EN core book for CCMP, and I get this harebrained idea... And I actually had this idea about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. Wow. It's a long time. To write an SDA book or a software, software-defined access book. And at the same time, I'm like, maybe we should talk about writing an SD-WAN book. It's just <laughs> SD-WAN. And I floated the idea a year and a half ago and it was like, brilliant. Let, let's, let's look into it. And I'm like, yes, we're going to do that. I got the proposal form already, got it already, and didn't do anything for a year. And so, a half. so how many books are you currently writing? So, uh, three new ones, <laughs> three new ones. Um, so what was funny is I sat on this thing for like a year, a year and a half. And I'm like, I, I, I think about it again. Cause this is what I do on my day job. I work a lot with all the software defined stuff and, and enterprise networking within Cisco. And uh, I, I reached back out and I said, has anybody put anything in on this yet? Nope. Okay. Brrr, put them both in, you know, with the same week. Well, they both got approved. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, crud. 
now I've got to write two more books. Right. And it became like super real, super fast. And I was like, but I'm already working on this one. And I did this silly thing where I stacked all my first chapters having to be done on the same date. And I'm like, I felt uh, my head was no. about prioritizing <laughs> stuff and knocking them down one at a time. I'm like, I'm gonna do three books at the same time. What was I thinking? Right. So I stagger, I, you know, I've since fixed that staggered some of that. And uh, I've got some really cool uh, authors who, who are going to be working with me on these projects. And uh, so the, the new SD WAN, Cisco SD WAN and Cisco software defined access books will be coming as well. And we're wow. fortunate to have those as well. And um, it, just, it just seems like it's never ending, you know, and, but this is the stuff that I'm excited and passionate about, right? Yeah. This is, this is what I do every day. And if I can, I feel like I'm always, it sounds really strange. And a lot of, a lot of folks have told me this, that I feel like when they talk to me, they feel like I'm, I'm always um, bursting. Like I'm, I'm always like, I have so much energy and, and excitement and, and, and stuff to share. And that I, that I always have like this energy that, that helps people and inspires and, you know, excites it's motivating it's passion you're and, passionate uh, and it's motivating yeah so when when i got that idea i'm like i'm gonna turn it into something that's gonna help people about the these different technologies that are are, are top of mind right now you know and it was it, it just kind of happened <laughs> and um so then that couple with all the the metal devops stuff i'm just like oh my gosh right what, what am i doing oh man well and, and that's just the basic no one knows that you have all these other things going on too you know? Yeah. And, and, and you, normally you don't talk. I, I'm the kind of guy who doesn't, I won't, you wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything. I'm like, the book's got, it's got, they got a ways to go before at least the SDA and SD WAN come out. And it's normally you don't even talk about that because, you know, you don't announce things like that until, you know, in the past, I always waited until like, here's the cover art. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's coming. But I noticed on Cisco Press, uh, on their website that like the evolving technology, not evolving technologies, but the uh, CCP, enterprise core book is already announced so i'm like well i guess i could talk about it and then when at cisco live i was talking to a lot of folks and it sounds like yeah once you sign a contract you can pretty much do whatever, say you, whatever want. you want you know, yeah it's on you to write the thing you say whatever you want you know <laughs> um, you're, you're just kind of you're the one at the hook on writing the fact it, right? that you're just kind of drawing more attention to the fact that you got a book to write you know in <laughs> in um, and, 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 um so in my um so I've never written a book for Cisco Press, right? So let me let me say that. But my understanding is that this isn't your day job. Like this isn't, you're not going to have a lot of time, if any, to do these writings in your day job. This is all after hours, working on the weekends at night, um, collaborating with other authors, doing the work. So just so everyone knows, like this isn't something that, that he's getting paid to do per se. This is all because he wants to give back to this community. Right, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, it's like, Going back into prioritizing things, it's because this all is going to have to take time away from my, my family, mm-hmm. my friends, and, and things like that. Um, and you, you, I'm not going to be a multimillionaire writing writing books. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but that's not why I do it. I mean, that's not why I do it. I do it for the folks who need that, re- who want that reference, who you know, who have the quest to learn a little bit more and need to know where to even get started right and and that's that's what i I really love doing is helping people on their way you can help one person if you have one person it's worth it you know all that effort that's it right i mean that's the thing is if it helped you do whatever it may be learn about a technology or you might not even be you might have read that book for some reason and it inspired you to do something completely different or learn a totally different technology 
Like I've, I've had people come up to me uh, about the first book, the programming and automating Cisco networks that they started reading that book and then got into data center. <laughs> right? Hey, like, but it helped them. Right. Cool. I, that's, I love it. It, it. More power to you. And that's the thing. It's like, whatever it is that you need that, I, I hope I can contribute to in some. And, and, and at least more. they're giving you the feedback, though, too. That 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 your book led them down this path, right? So you can kind exactly. of get that feedback and and be like, okay, I'm making a difference, right? I'm doing what I want to do. I'm providing value. I'm helping out the community with these these things that I'm doing and relatively doing it for free, right? I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. So, yeah, and I I just love doing it, yep. right? And uh, you, you probably saw a bunch of tweets out there where I'm like. Sitting at Starbucks again, <laughs> <laughs> drinking peach tranquility tea nonstop, uh, running away, banging away on the keyboard to, to get this book out. You know, and that was the enterprise networking core, uh, the CCIP one that we couldn't talk about at the time. Yep. Uh, and and that's why you know I just. So is that your location of choice to write stuff? It's so funny. It's so <laughs> I gotta funny. ask that because that's where I go. It's so funny because it, in a way it is, in a way it is. And the reason being is if I sit at home and it's quiet, I, especially at home, I can just be like, oh, there's one of my guitars. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, 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 it sounds like the neighbor's Squirrel. putting something outside. <laughs> Squirrel. Um, but if I'm at Starbucks or, or a public place like that and I put my, my, my earbuds in and listen to metal, um, the only purpose I am there is to do this. Yep. And what's so funny is I don't know anybody else there. So I have no reason to look up. I have no reason to talk to anybody exactly. else. I have no reason to go do anything other than order more, more you know, tea and, and you know, protein boxes or something and just sit down and hammer away at it. And I think that that has really helped me focus and that that's putting my, it's forcing myself to have those blinders to do that one priority till the next priority to the next priority. Right. Well, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up for, up for success, but you're putting yourself in a, in a, in a space, right. That, you're not going to get distracted. You're able to focus on that one task and knock it out. You know, it might be, so something like that isn't something that you're going to get done in an hour, right? It's, it's very intensive. It's very detail oriented and you got to stay focused. So I get it very much. You know, it's so putting yourself in a space that you can do all those things, you're, you're setting yourself up for extreme level of success. Um, whereas if you're home, like if I'm home, you know, I got my, got my Nintendo switch, I got my Xbox, my son's here, you know, it's summer vacation. I could easily be playing a game in five minutes. Yeah. Like, I think I got to cut the grass. <laughs> you know, I could go out. Well, <laughs> I don't have grass yet, but okay. Yeah. I still have rocks outside. <laughs> but I, you could, I gotta go get the mail. I yes. think, that, you know, it's always something, something else, and, right? Um, don't take the garbage else. out. Yeah, and, and if you put yourself, you almost sequester yourself away into a point where you can only do what the, the task at hand, it really does help, right? And I, it's also kind of important for learning. When you're learning stuff like that, if you want to learn a specific technology, whatever it may be, if you can somehow force yourself into that into that zone, the whole reason I'm here is to do this. click on, yep. on, on BGP or something, you're going to learn BGP. Exactly. I mean, you know what I mean? So you gotta, you gotta limit those distractions, right? So, um, yeah. that's awesome stuff though. So, um, that's the new books. There's a lot of books, man. I'm feeling for you. It's like a glutton for punishment. <laughs> getting a couple gray hairs in my, in my goatee. So I have to keep trimming it down. Yeah. No gray hairs up here Not, though, right? No gray hairs yeah, up here. Yeah, good. <laughs> but, remember one time, you know what? I, I used to have all this hair. 
you used to have really, really long hair. I'm not even kidding. Somewhere, maybe I wanted these. I'll, I'll, set, I'll show you a picture. <laughs> and I used to have really long hair. And then I thought I was going to be professional and, and cut my hair, right? Yep. And, and do low, the short haircut. And then one day, my forehead started turning into a five. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kept going. And I'm like, well, I think I could do the Bruce Willis, the Vin yeah, Diesel yeah. sort of thing, you know. Yep. Okay. And, and then I, I started going this route. Um, and fortunately enough, it, uh, I, I don't have a choice. You in don't the have matter. a choice in the matter. Uh, so um, matter. you said you had long hair. <laughs> I had a Mohawk years ago. Oh, a no, nice, really? nice high red mohawk. Um, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. We got to get some pictures of these haircuts. <laughs> and then I went in the military fun. and it went away. And I have like a, a five. Like it's starting to go back and my, I'm balding, man. I'm with you. I'm, I'm starting. I'm not all the way there, but it's happening. So uh, it, it is, uh, it has come on pretty quick. But uh, that goes into the whole uh, motif, I guess, right? So I'm just going to, I'm going to. I, I can't fight it, so might as well embrace it, it, man. Uh, embrace it. Embrace it. <laughs> well, I, embrace it. I warned my wife that if it starts going any worse, I'm just going to shave all my hair off. Yeah, yeah. I, and I did that once. I actually shaved it like all off, and I I, I don't like it. I, mean, <laughs> I really don't like it because I, I love having my my goatee and the, you know the, the, the delta between not having anything and like it just, oh, it just yeah. didn't work for me. Yep. So I've got to have at least. At least the Julius Caesar with my beard. Otherwise, <laughs> Julius Caesar, that's awesome. Otherwise, it, it just does, it doesn't flow for me. It's not, uh, you know, it's not feng shui or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, kind of, you know, steering our ship here a little bit back on on our t- agenda. I think we already kind of talked about the sort of new certifications a little bit. Is there anything else you want to talk on that topic? Yeah, you know, I, I do want to point out on the DevNet certifications, though. So everybody from the DevNet team have been focusing and, and working hard to try to get those off the ground and along with the learning at Cisco team. And those obviously the two wouldn't have happened if there wasn't a great partnership there between the two uh, areas. And and what I think is so awesome and fascinating is again, uh, seeing the power of people coming together to make a change for the industry. And this is a big industry change. It's not to, I mean, these are huge certifications that uh, have benefit to, to everyone going for them as well as partners and, and showing differentiation between partners and customers. And it's just, it's fantastic. And what I thought was, I find myself truly blessed about is I get to work, we get to work on building the blueprints and we're going to be working on building all the content and the exams and, and study materials and all the stuff for that. And in addition to all the other stuff, yep. which is crazy. Um, and I'm just blessed to be a part of it. And and what what is so cool is that one of the things I've noticed, and I, I can say this wholeheartedly, is, you know, in, in part one here, we were talking about sometimes people having a big head or putting themselves on a pedestal or, or whatever it may be, and being not approachable. And there's not one of those people in the DevNet team. Yeah. There's, there's not. And what is so cool about that is there, I mean, you literally walk up and talk and be like, I just, I don't understand this, or I have a question, or... Yeah, I want to get started. Where's the best place to start? And any, anybody, whether it's Hank or Stuart or Andrew, and anybody, anybody, they'll give you everything you need. And they will say, well, here, let me show you. And that, I think, is so tremendously huge. And, you know, one of the things that I, I, I like about how the ship is kind of steering towards that whole mixed certification realm to, and this is, goes back to what I was mentioning earlier, you know, it's called, we're, we're creating network developers. 
And what does that mean? And and I've been quoted saying this a couple times, but I'm going to say it again and explain what I mean by that. And Susie even mentioned this on, on some of the um, uh, keynote speeches at Cisco Live, and they're all recorded, so you can check them all out uh, at CiscoLive.com. But traditionally, you're going for the CCNA, and it would talk about technologies such as networking fundamentals and all the things you need to know about that. And there would be about 20% or so that you'd have to learn of this programmability or automation or some of these new would approved technologies or techniques. And then there was no flip, there was never a flip side to that, right? There was nothing to um, assess yourself with. So now with DevNet having these, these certifications, like the DevNet Associate, for example, it's kind of a flip. You know, 80% of that is being a software developer or learning coding skills or when I say software developer, again, it goes back to we're not building, yeah. we're not creating video games. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's it's learning the techniques to automate the mundane and things like that. And then 20% fund, fundamental networking, right? So I think that that makes a huge difference. Right? It really does. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And having that mixture, like the, the opposite side of the coin, so to speak, is, is tremendous. And what I really love is that you can get started relatively easily by just going to, to devnet.cisco.com, right? Or I'm sorry, developer.cisco.com. Formerly known as devnet.cisco. <laughs> um, it's almost like formerly known as Prince, you know? So all I have to do um, is go to developer.cisco.com and I can figure it out? That's it. All right. <clears throat> and it, it, you really learn quite a bit on that on that site. And I, I think it really does change the trajectory of, of how the industry is going to adapt some of these skill sets. It really is important. And I'm just, again... Super happy to even be a part of it in, in, in any form of depth, you know? No, that's great. That's seriously, it's awesome. And it's, uh, I think it's the, personally, I think it's what we've been asking for for the last couple of years. And I think finally we're, we're catching up, right? The the certification game's catching up. Uh, DevNet's a big deal of that, right? I mean, that's huge. Um, yeah. This industry's already been doing this for a while. Do you know what I mean? Like this isn't, you know, it's not necessarily new. It's been doing it for the, probably the last five years or so, maybe a little bit more. And so the certifications um, being transitioned into that, I think it's a perfect match. And and honestly, so, so I had a few people that I know um, make some comments, um, say like, you know, Cisco Live is a big deal. It's usually where the where Cisco will make the biggest kind of announcements for the year, using new products or new solutions or whatever, right? And then honestly, this year was the certifications updates and the changes. And then someone was kind of negative about it, saying that, you know, here's a, a vendor or, or a company that's like um, supposed to be releasing new stuff and their biggest announcement certifications. And, and the way I take this is totally different. You know, Cisco's made the certifications a thing, like they're the ones that started this. I mean, we work at Cisco, right? But like, they're the, I mean, being higher level saying vendor agnostic, right? Cisco started certifications to this caliber, this level of certification. So for them to announce it at Cisco Live, the change and to re, re blueprint or re revolutionize the certifications that we have within Cisco to map to the industry, that is a huge announcement. Yeah. That's the biggest announcement they could have done. You know, and the funny thing is, so it wasn't just there was a lot of analysis Cisco Live this year. There uh, were no. from a Cisco perspective, how automation is is becoming key. Uh, a lot of the keynotes with David Geckler and some of the stuff that was uh, highlighted about uh, machine learning and AI and all these other acronyms that, that we we have. Right, that's crucial and critical. And I think the theme that you saw was 
we have to go back going back to my favorite word evolve we have to evolve what we're doing and how we're doing it and in order to build the skill set that you need to do that let's talk about how all this stuff is going to relate the new certifications to the to the new workforce that's being created right and that to me is 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 paramount to what's really going on in the industry I and mean, and it's one thing to uh, it, the other thing i think is let me let me even say this i, I would say is there's been a huge demand to simplify certifications, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and not saying that our certifications weren't simple before and you had the ability to go down all these paths. And I used to call it kind of, you know, you, you, you would pick, you know, what, what other um, disciplines that you wanted to go down and you would go down those. And there was about seven or eight tracks and you full fledged, you know, NA, NP, IE or CCNA. Yep, CCNA exactly. IE. Yep. Go down that path and boom, you, you, you do what you want to do. And, what I think has happened now is we simplified a lot of things with the new version certifications, bringing it down to a single CCNA, bringing some of the specialist pieces and components to the CCNP, and then the CCIE, as well as the DevNet certifications. What I think is really cool about that is, is I call you choose your own destiny. You can literally build the skill set and technology uh, certification levels or credentials that you want to be. And take it to better, take it to market, right? Yep, exactly. So you could be CCMP Enterprise Core specializing in SD WAN, DevNet Professional specializing in you know automation or whatever it may be. You you pick what you want to do and then just go for it. And th- there's stuff out there that will help you along the way. And to me, I think that opens doors. It really does. It's like I have to conform to this. You still have to go through whatever the exams are, sure, but. I don't have to go through all of this in order to get here. Now being able to say, I can just go for the NP without having to go for an NA. You always can do the IE without the NP or the NA, but now just be like, you just go get an NA, get an NA or go get an NP and then focus on specializations and not mm-hmm. have to go. It's truly representative of where you are in your journey, depending on how you want to build your credentials. And that was, that's huge. Well, it's that's pick huge. your own journey, right? It's pick your own journey. Yeah, it's it's exactly own. what it is. That's it. You know, and it's, um, exactly right. it reminds me of, and I don't know, maybe I'm dating myself. There, there used to be these books when I was younger where um, it was like pick your own story type of book, right? You read a, a chapter and then it's like, oh, if this if this is what you want to happen, go to this page. If it's, you know, yep. back and forth, this is what it is. It's pick your own journey. What do you want to have happen? What is your, your goal, right? What is this? What do you want? You want to do this? Then then go to the right and do this. Or if you want to do that, go to the left and do that, right? So um, I think it's, I think, it, I think it's outstanding. And if I mentioned that, like, I mean, so I might've been quoting a, a, a tweet out of context a little bit earlier so there was a tweet um about cisco live and that the only big announcements was the certification changes and i was just trying to say that uh, even if it was right even if that was the only announcement it was it was the right announcement right but there was so many more announcements this year at cisco live with all the different programmability things and devnet and the products there are a lot of products that got announced too so um uh, so I think the next thing we had on the list, if I'm not cutting you off, was personal projects, unless I'm yeah. skipping anything. No, no, and, and feel free to cut me off. Uh, you know, from a personal perspective, there's some some growth things that that I've been kind of looking into on my own. But it always comes down to time and prioritization, <laughs> and like that. Yep. And, you know, I'm, so I'm I'm learning music theory. Oh, really? So, which is really interesting because I've been playing a guitar for 20 years. I'm not. 
the best at it, you know, but I've been playing guitar for, for a long time, but there was, you know, it's like you're going through the motions, right? I can play the guitar. I can learn, pick stuff up by ear. I can learn by reading like tablature and things like that, but I don't know why I'm playing what I'm playing structurally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I can play it. Yeah, here's, here's a Megadeth song. Here's a Metallica song. Here's, you know, whatever, some other type of, of music. And it, it really didn't, you don't know why you're doing it, but there's a theory behind it of why these things connect. And to me, that's always been fascinating. And, I started getting into that because I started recording my own uh, music. I mean, I, I don't have like songs and stuff like that, but I come up with these awesome riffs, riffs, and I have these lyrics and things I'm putting together. But I didn't know enough about theory to when I'm recording it how to click stuff together to make it line up, you know. And I started learning and taking lessons. So it started off where I was taking guitar lessons, and then I really got I, I had these drums that were sitting there, and I you know I could keep a beat, but I didn't know what I was doing. So then I started taking drum lessons, and it was so interesting because the drum lessons, I'm fortunate and blessed that I have some really cool friends of mine who are helping me with these drum lessons, and they, they really tie into theory, timing, and all this other stuff. And once you learn timing and structure, how when you're recording songs, where the breaks are and how they need to clip together and all this other stuff that I didn't know. And after I, I, I kind of put a pin in the CCDE with the children and everything, I picked up music theory and I started learning music theory and stuff like that. And it, it just, it just captured me. Man. It's something I've wanted to learn for a long time. And, and that's, that's my focus is I want to, I want to do some of these uh, things that I, you know, I think are just interesting and there's nothing to do with technology, but it's, it's something that I absolutely love. And, and, you know, it's just like, it's like one thing after another, like I, I, I used to build houses and do all kinds of different stuff. I, my, I, my background is just all over the board. It's crazy. Um, wild weird things and you know and for, you know i i started doing all these different things in, in construction and then you know my, my daughter wants you know wants like a dollhouse and then I'm, I'm working on building some stuff like that and just doing you know getting into different crafts like woodworking and things that yeah i, I made i made a pen like this is so funny i made a pen the other day um and i don't know you can barely see it but yeah a pen and it, it's kind of cool and it has like this little thing that slides right here, and then it bang. It's you made that? It it's just, it's cool. I made it. There's a little kit you can get, and then I made this other little wooden one. It's mm. just it's cool, right? Yeah. And I bought my my dad was always in woodworking, and I was in woodworking in in, uh, in high school and stuff like that. And I, I have everything to do it, but I just never had time. And what I've noticed is there are times where you need to find something to do that just completely takes your mind off of the rat race. The, mouse, the hamster wheel that you're on with everything else. Yes. And I find when I'm doing music or I'm doing woodworking or something like that, guess what I'm not thinking about? How I got to structure chapters and, and, and build training and record videos and do all the stuff that I have to do because it's truly like uh, relaxing to me. And it, it's interesting. You You find something that other people would think like, that's crazy. You want to, write music and do all this other stuff it's like a full-time hobby to, to some folks and and that's my escape and ma manual stuff I, I love building building things so like in the garage you know i've, I've got this garage that's, that's back there that i need to put like insulation in and do all of the sheeting and the wood and all this stuff because it's there isn't anything in there and i love working on that <laughs> stuff right so to me i can do that i'll throw on some music and I'll go out there for a whole weekend and I'll bang that out and I'll just have fun and I'm stapling and, you know, you know, hammering stuff. And 
Yeah, to me, so that's relaxing. I want to get into woodworking. I've never done it before. I want to get into woodworking. Um, I did do music Method theory and woodworking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did do um, music music theory in, in uh, high school and college. Um, I was I was big into music. Um, didn't play the guitar that much. Only a little. I'm not very good at all. You say you're not good. You are light years better than me, sir. There is. You are light years better than me. I played the trombone for years and I was in like all state, all choir, all that kind of stuff. Just a real round choir boy, nerdy guy, you know? Um, but I did music theory. It was awesome. I was, <laughs> what What happened to the choir boy? <laughs> I don't know. I see the, horn. I see the horns popping up. <laughs> in the Marine Corps and everything changed. <laughs> but um, no, I, I think the personal projects kind of ground you, right? Like that's, that's how I look at it. And like, um, it's for me right now, I love to work out. I just don't work out enough. And I, I, you were saying, how do you disconnect? How can you clear your mind? And for me, working out is that, right? If I can focus on working out for 30 minutes or an hour a day, I fully can clear my mind. I have a hard time though, because priorities do come up most days where I'm like stuck saying, okay, I gotta get this done. I got to get this done. And then before I know oh, it, do it doesn't happen, you know? So, you know, for me, I, I most times I want to get that done early in the day. It's my time. It's my my kind of way to let go a little bit, you know? So, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing you say that is we were talking about like groups and community and studying and stuff like that. One of the things that I noticed, like for me, physical fitness, I was, I was really trying. My uh, My parents weren't always so healthy. I lost my mom, you know back in 2003. So quite a long time ago to, to things of complications of diabetes and things like that. And uh, it was always something that concerned me. Like I didn't want to get there. My dad has similar issues and having kids was like, well, I've got to start changing some stuff to make sure that they don't ever have that impact. And hopefully we li- we live by example and that they don't go down the mm-hmm. same path. Right. So part of that was working out and going to the gym and I've been doing it for quite a few years and exercising. I've been in martial arts my whole life. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I've, I've been in, uh, well, Shotokan karate for most of my life, but then I was doing Kenpo karate for a long time wow. and uh, Kubido, which was Japanese weapons. And I've been doing stuff for a very long time. And, and we had our son. So I took a, I put a pit in it for, for about a year because I, I just didn't have time to go back. And I joined this gym. Actually, it's so cool. They opened a gym. That's a 24 hour gym. That is literally like a 16th of a mile behind my house. <laughs> It's right there, right? I mean, you can right see there. it. <laughs> and and I, I was still driving 45 minutes to the gym the other direction. And finally, I'm like, man, by the time I get there, I get there, I work out for a half hour or something because I got to get on a call. And then I got to drive another 45 minutes back. And I'm like, it's killing me. I come over here. I could work out for almost two hours compared to, you know, the mm-hmm. time it took me there. So I, I joined this this gym and they, they have, they don't call them classes. They have group therapy sessions. Oh, which I thought was kind of funny. That's like, cool. You're thinking like group, group therapy. They call them group therapy and you do whatever. There's something called burn or base, burn and build. And each day it's different, right? And you go three, you know, multiple times a week and you you do these group trainings for an hour. And burn is literally what you think. You're going to burn, you're burning, you're burning calories, you're burning, you're, you're, you're sweating it out. Uh, build is you're, you're trying to build muscle and, and, and do that. And then base is just kind of getting the foundations of how to do all these different things together, right? And I had this, speaking of going back to technology, they have the sensor you can get that goes around, it goes around your chest and it has this little sensor that tells you your heart rates and all this other stuff and calories burnt. And it's a lot more um, accurate than a lot of these other technologies out there. And 
it puts you put it on and it puts your your name and face on the screen that everybody in the entire gym can see right <laughs> you're running around if it says that you're you're doing 54 percent of what you're supposed to be doing guess what everybody else knows that you're slacking right? wow so that is so awesome these, yeah i started doing these group things and next thing you know i'm like in 45 minutes to an hour i'm burning like 1200 calories wow right? that's insane like it's insane so i started doing this and like you know two times a week three times a week I mean, I'm I'm down almost. I'm not even lying. I'm down almost 15 pounds in two months. Nice. That's awesome, in man. Two months. And wow. just by doing this, right? I feel fantastic, right? I I feel unbelievable. And what it is that I think makes it so electric and and pulling you back in is doing it with other folks. It's a it's a group. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in a community. The other people on that screen are people who are going through the same thing as you are. And then you're working out together and you're achieving together. You're accomplishing together. And I never had that approach for, you know, anything like exercise or anything like that. I'm like, yeah, just go to go to gym. You run through the motions, you go home. Uh, and that, that has changed the way I look at, you know, interacting and, and exercise. And that, that, that has changed my life, I think, as well. So find, find a, an exercise partner if you don't have one. It just really does work. Well, so when I was in, uh, so I was on, I was in the Marine Corps and, um, when I, I, when I was in the Marine Corps, you know, I was already in the Marine Corps. The way I say things isn't always right. Um, so when I was in the Marine Corps, we would PT together as a group, as a platoon. And it was awesome. Right. Because, and you also hated it. So don't, don't, there was a love hate relationship with it, but like you PT together every morning and, and you worked out and there was like, um, a bond, there's a rivalry because, you know, if you got the most push-ups, you got the most pull-ups, it was this thing, right? And we PT'd three times a day, most days, a lot, right? So we would go to the, do like platoon PT in the morning, marathon running at lunch. Yes, marathon running at lunch. And then at the afternoon, we would go do weights in the gym, right? We'd go do, you know, bench and whatever else we were doing, um, lifts or whatever. And so we were just doing so many workouts. It was awesome. All as a group, all as a, you know, a, the bond there, doing it together, keeping each other honest and motivating each other. And then getting out of the military, it's like, oh, I forgot all about working out, you know? And so like, yeah. I mean, I have an elliptical in my basement that I, I will use a lot, but it's, you have to mentally make yourself do it. Right. And then I have a, pu- a push up bar and a pull up bar and you have to mentally make yourself do it. I have it in my office. But yet, I, I, I probably haven't done a pull up in twenty years. Uh, I don't even know if I could do a pull up. I can't. Right now. There's no. Well, it's funny, right? It, it, it's it's one of those things that uh, you don't realize how far out of it you are until you go to do it. Now, so, so martial arts, for example, right? Twenty, you know, thirty. Oh my gosh, thirty years in martial arts. Holy crud! Uh, thirty years in martial arts, and you don't forget. Instinct takes over on a lot of different things. But your body will tell you exactly how out of shape you are right when you decide you want to start practicing. <laughs> um, and it just really does make a huge difference. Like all of a sudden, like, I, I don't remember having that muscle. It it hurts in ways that I mm-hmm. haven't felt ever. And uh, it's just because, you know, you have to you have to reinvigorate yourself and get used to that. And, and I think as with anything else, right, I mean, we're, we're talking about wellness and, 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 and uh, keeping keeping yourself going and sustained and mm-hmm. le- it helps with learning and life and everything else. And, you know, and that's the, that's the other thing that like, it's very taboo to talk about, but it's, it's, it's depression and like mental health and things like that. Right. Nobody talks about it. 
Nobody talks about it. And it, especially in music, right? I mean, you talk about music, you think about some of the greatest of the greatest of the best of the best struggling with mental health issues and, and, and not being with us anymore, right? And you can have the best things in the world possibly going for you, but sometimes you feel alienated, alienated and alone, right? And one of the things that I do is I, I try my best to, I put my, my feelings on my sleeve and I just talk to, I just talk to people, everybody. Not to help other people, but I mean, although I do like to help other people, but to just make sure, I, you know, it's a two-way street, right? Yep. You know, you can read all these books and do all that, all that stuff. But if I'm sitting down here in the basement, like, man, I just, you know, I can't do anymore. I've, I've got to get out and see my family or the sunlight. The sunlight, you know, what's <laughs> you know, the sunlight? You just got to get outside. <laughs> you know, sometimes that stuff creeps up and it, it is such a taboo subject to talk about. But the truth of the matter is, you know, everybody at some point, one way or another, has has a little negativity that comes their way. Oh yeah. And and especially in especially in technology. When you're talking about certifications, that whole failing concept, right? That nobody wants to talk about and and that you do get knocked down, right? I mean I, I failed. Everybody I know failed. Um and the people who don't fail or haven't failed, yeah, is basically what's gonna boil down to. It's like they should write motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Off Harley. I had this great Harley. I loved it. It was a it was a 07 night train. It was just oh, it was black on black. It was just awesome, disgusting. And um, there's two type of motorcycle riders, right? I mean, it's the ones who've went down, and the ones who unfortunately will. And yeah, right. Yeah. And I was so close. I was so close too many times to just not making it home for reasons that were not my own. Gravel on the road, oil on the road. Car homicide swiping you, whatever it may be, not hot rodding, doing wheelies mm-hmm. or doing a dual on Harley is probably not the best idea anyway. <laughs> but, you know, uh, all these different things, unbeknownst to you, you were that close, right? You were just that close. Yep. And so I got, we had our, our daughter, I got rid of the bike and things like that. And it, it's just, it goes back to that mindset. There, it's the people who have done it already or the people who haven't done it yet. And that goes for almost everything in life, right? And what I love to do is when I, when I talk about, and this might be another thing we, we talk about in another episode, but um, I, I just love to make it known that nobody's perfect. Nope. Nobody's perfect. No matter how, how perfect their social media uh, uh, presence is or, or how edited their videos are or whatever it may be, nobody's perfect. And um, it's okay because uh, – that's what makes us human and that's what makes us so valuable and important. So exactly. Um, you got with it, that man. dude. Hey, we've been you. talking for a while today. I just got to say, thank you, man. This has been great. I've actually, um, enjoyed this more than I think anyone else will. I don't know. Maybe people will enjoy it too more than I have, but man, I am so, this has been great. We just spent over two hours talking today. Um, oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we should cross launch it, man. Yeah, I don't. Well, do it's it. not. There's no metal, metal ops, metal dev ops in it though. There's no metal. There's no. Well, there is now, but like, there's okay. no. You know, <laughs> it's up to you. You know, we'll, we'll work it out afterwards. But um, uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. I guess. Hey, thanks everyone for listening and watching and consuming. You know, we, this is all for you. It's not for us. You know, this is nothing that we do is for us. This is all for you guys, um, you nerds, geeks, and I like to call them ziglets out there. So I'll just throw that out. Well, you know, the funny thing is, it is a little bit for us because. I, I enjoy talking, especially to you. Do? To you. I mean, you, I enjoy talking to you, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that, that and, and I don't mean like I just love everybody listening to me talk, but I, I love being a help 
any in, in any mechanism I can, yeah. right? And it helps me to talk to you. Yeah, vice, yeah. vice, vice versa. Back, yeah, if I want to go down, you know, that path again for design or anything or life or whatever, maybe it never hurts to make a connection. And, and exactly, if I can, if I can drop one piece of advice, is the last thing I'm going to say on this call would be that accept <laughs> the accept the requests. You know, as long as nobody's trying to sell you anything, accept the request and and have the conversation. Have the conversation. Say hello. Yep. And you'll be so surprised sometimes uh, as to who you'll meet, and and if it goes the other way. So what? You always have a story. Yeah, exactly. You, story. you have a good story to tell in ten years. Yeah, five years or whatever. Well, we uh, we're gonna wrap it up, uh, Jason. Thanks again, man. Is there any last minute um, words, comments, concerns, questions, anything you want to say? Uh, other than thank you for having me on, and thanks for everyone who's gonna listen to this, and uh, hopefully it helps in some way, shape, or form. And I guess to let you know if this was useful and then maybe we'll do it again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how about where, where do you live on the internet? Let's start there. So I, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. LinkedIn is uh, Jason underscore Gooley. Um, Twitter is at Jason underscore Gooley. Instagram at Jason underscore Gooley. And then at metal DevOps on everything. <laughs> and then metaldevops.com for that show. Um, and I, I guess it's, uh, where I don't live on the internet, I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a loaded question, right? It's like I'm expecting yeah. a whole big response, which you had. So, um, and um, I will have all that in the show notes and also the description on YouTube. If anyone wants to reach out, give us some feedback. That'd be great. You know, we're just putting this content out there for you guys to consume. Thanks again. Really appreciate it. Everyone have a great day. Thanks. Hey, friends, nerds, geeks, and ziglets. That's going to close out today's episode of the Zigbits Network Design Podcast, where we had our good friend Jason Gooley join us for part two of our Real Talk. Make sure to follow Jason. You can find him on Twitter, at Jason underscore Gooley. And you can also follow him on his platform, Metal DevOps. It's at Metal DevOps. You can, of course, visit zigbits.tech to access today's show notes. Again, today's show notes will be zigbits.tech slash 48. If you liked today's episode, if it inspired you, resonated something within you, or provided a level of real-world context, let me know. You can find Zigbits on all of the socials, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also send me an email to feedback at zigbits.tech. Until next time, bye for now.